And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. Now, I will tell you this. I'm a little bit under the weather right now. I am a little bit under the weather. Now, I, I, I didn't pick up coronavirus, okay? I, I didn't get any of that stuff. The reason I'm under the weather is I, I endured an injury a long time ago, back in my 20s, uh, back when I was a lieutenant in the United States Army. And that that injury pretty much, um, well, it did a number on me. Let's just let's just put it the way it is. It did a number on my body. It 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 created a situation in my body that would continue to to plague me my entire life. And ironically, here I am at the age of fifty eight talking to you about something that happened to me in my twenties. And I, I want to say I was like, I don't know, 24, 25. I can't even put my finger on the year that this happened. But let me just let me frame the picture for you, okay? So as a young young lieutenant, I get ejected from a vehicle. I I land on literally on my my neck and my my back, mostly on the left side. Um pretty much just knocked the wind out of me, probably knocked myself out. And, you know, I, I, I was pretty jacked up, to be honest with you. Um, and, and I don't mean I don't mean jacked up in in a wrong way. I just I just mean I was kind of jacked up from the standpoint of I remember laying on the ground trying to figure out what had just happened. OK. And back in those days, the, the, the military mindset was if, if you sustain sustain some kind of injury, you had three options. A, get wheeled down on a stretcher. OK. B get back into the action or C, and this is the worst one, malinger. In other words, pretend like you're more injured than you really are because you really just don't want to go back to work. Yeah. So, so for me, it was, it was the second one. It was, okay, well, I, I can feel my fingers. I can wiggle my toes. Um, I don't feel great. You gave me some ibuprofen. Now, back in those days, um, what the medics would give you is something called ranger candy. And in, in the army, we called it Ranger candy. Now, the, I'm sure the Navy called it something different. I know the Air Force called it something different. I actually had my buddy Bruce, uh, an Air Force vet, tell me what it was, and I can't remember because I've been on so many pain pills for, for the last couple of weeks. But they gave you two Ranger candy, which which are essentially 800 milligram ibuprofens. So so imagine getting 1600 milligrams of ibuprofen. You pop those two bad boys down. About 10 to 15 minutes, some of that stuff that's bothering you, it just seems to go away, and you're back in, in action. You're, you're back doing what you do. Well, that injury that occurred to me so long ago has come back to plague me in my later life. Now, it, it first showed up when I was still serving on active duty, and I, I'm pretty sure I've told you guys this story before. And, and if I have, I apologize. Um, but for those of you that have not heard the story, I'm just going to share it with you. So I was still on active duty. I started getting all this, this pain radiating, radiating down my left arm. And it turns out that I needed to have surgery. The, the recommendation to me was to fuse some of my vertebrae together. And at that time, it was to, to fuse vertebrae uh, C5, C6, 
and C7. Basically, take all the disc material out, put cadaver material in, fuse everything together, bolt it together, you know, with uh, screws and stuff like that, and I'd be good to go. And that repair worked. It did work. And it worked well enough for me to eventually retire from the United States Army. Well, as a civilian, I was working in, you know, I've told you that story too. I've told you about the time I had to work in cubicle hell because my retirement plan, it failed me. It, it didn't do what I sheepishly thought it would do for me, okay? So I'm working in, in cubicle hell, and all of a sudden, I'm, this, this pain that I haven't felt in, in quite a while, well, it's back. It's back. So I go back to the surgeons, and essentially they say, okay, guess what? It's time to add your C4 vertebrae onto all of that stuff. And I was like, all right, let's get it done. So we get it done. Surgery seems to be successful. Everything is good to go. And Al continues with his life. Now, over the past year, that pain had come back. Um, it actually showed up not too long after I had had a heart attack. Yeah, yeah, I, I had a heart attack at the age of 57, a little over a year ago, I had a heart attack. And as a result of having that heart attack, I had to go on to something called blood thinners. Okay, and, and the reason I went on blood thinners is because uh, one of the repairs that they did, not necessarily to my heart, but to my middle artery on the left side was they, they had to put a stent in there to, to reinforce the artery. And I'll tell you what, once, once they did that procedure on me, I felt great. I had never felt so alive in my life. And, and I was really feeling great the first month or two after my heart attack, except in about that second month, that pain that from that original injury in my twenties, well, it, it started to come back. Well, I just figured, you know, whatever, there's not much I can do with it. Not much I can do about it. And there's not all, you know, here's the thing. You're right. All of you medical guys out there listening to me and all you medical gals out there listening to me, you, you know, you know that as soon as you, we say the word blood thinners, everything surgical is off limits, right? Because it's, it's too risky. It's too risky to get into your body and start messing around with your body, knowing that you've got blood thinners in there that will not, you know, help the blood to coagulate if you have an instance where the surgeon needs it to coagulate. It becomes a much, much more dangerous procedure, and you could actually bleed out. That's why nobody wants to do any surgery. What is HIPAA? Well, HIPAA is that health insurance portability something or other. I don't know. It's something that started back in the early 2000s. It was designed to help us move medical information around between providers, yet still protecting our privacy. Okay, so the, the HIPAA just became just a, a walking joke in the military because, you know, whereas we were trying to do the right thing by HIPAA, because in the military, you follow all rules, laws, regulations, ad nauseum, period. You just, you just do. Um, it, it was always hard to protect HIPAA when you're in the military just because of some of the things that, that went on with what we did. But we did a really good job of it. So I just want to let you know we weren't, we weren't blowing it off. We were taking it seriously. But the point I'm making is this. I'm sharing information with you about my medical condition because I want you to learn from it. I absolutely want you to learn from it. You see, the last two weeks, I have not been working on your financial freedom. I have not. I've been selfish. I've been working on me and, and, and not my financial freedom, the me part of me. Because what happened to me was something that, well, 
something that happened to me earlier in life. And it's, it's, it's an injury I sustained that I, I felt that I was able to get up and walk away from and I'd be okay. I was at an age and my, my body was at a, a certain level of physical conditioning that, you know, I, I, I could take massive impacts to my body and I, I could get up and walk away, shake it off. I mean, that's just the way we did business in the military way back in the day. Well, you fast forward to today and you find out that those injuries that occur to you at an earlier age, if not effectively treated at an earlier age, become problematic at a later age. And that's exactly what happened to me. And that's that's what I was re relating to you in the first segment was was essentially why I'm not doing anything for you. Yeah, I mean, and I feel bad about that. I do, because I, I take what I do here very seriously. I want you to fully understand there is a completely different path in life that you can follow that will get you the results that you're trying to achieve so much faster, so much more effectively. The problem is nobody bothers to tell you these things because they're all dialed into earning money off of, well what they're telling you to do, which is, you know, invest in 401ks, IRAs, stock market, yada, yada, yada. I don't do any of those things, by the way. Oh, and by the way, over the last two weeks when, you know, I was focusing strictly on me, my real estate was doing exactly what my real estate was supposed to be doing. Yeah, it, it, didn't, it didn't matter whether I was 100% good to go or 100% not good to go. Okay. So let me, let me just share with you the information that none of you know about me. Nobody knows this about me unless you are my doctor or you are my spouse or, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Two people know this intimate information that I'm about ready to share with you. The game plan was supposed to be this. I was supposed to go have surgery. The, um, the initial diagnosis was that the C3 disc in my, my, my vertebrae would need to be fused on to what was already fused between C4 and C7. So I, I would have C3 through C7 all fused together, and this should be the, the final surgery that I sh should have required, period, end of story, and this problem should be in my rearview mirror. This, this is what we were all hoping for. Now, the surgery was conducted on a Monday morning, okay? Uh, and actually, it was scheduled for a Monday morning. It was scheduled for a Monday morning. Friday afternoon, the Friday prior to the Monday morning that I was supposed to have surgery, yeah, I get a phone call from my surgeon, and he, and he says, hey, do you have some time? And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty much retired. <laughs> That's all I have is time. What do, you, what do we need to talk about, Doc? And I'm, I'm just figuring he's, he's maybe just going to give me a, a pep talk that everything is going to be fine. Maybe he just felt he needed to go back over the parameters of what we were going to do. You know, I, I figured, okay, yeah, my time's your time. Let's go. Well, that turned into a complete re... I don't even know the right word to use. I really don't. It, it turned into what was supposed to be an hour and a half long surgery. It, it went from that to what became a seven and a half hour surgery. So let me share with you the information that only two other people know, and you're about to know. 
that uh, that surgery I had um, when I was, you know, in the when I was in cubicle health, that 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 one that I had done on the C4 to connect it to the C5 through C7. Well, it apparently had never fused. So that's that's actually a problem. It's, it's a problem. So essentially where where I'm supposed to have bone that's all connected together and bolted together. Well, there's movement and you're not supposed to have that. OK, so that had to be fixed. Now, the, 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 the C3 added on to the C4 through C7, that still needed to be done. That, that, was still, that was still a problem. So that still needed to be done. And then they determined that my, my C2 also needed to be fused on because as they had me do some additional imagery prior to the sur surgery, I mean, I was, I was getting CT scans, I was getting x-rays, I was bending my body in ways that it, it hurt, it hurt, but... I had to give the, the surgeons the images that they needed to see. And it's these images that led them to understand that there was a lot more damage going on in my body than the original MRI allowed them to see. So here's what happened. We went from a just, I don't know, I'm going to call it routine. I know I'm not a surgeon. I'm not, I'm not saying anything that you surgeons do out there is routine. Okay. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that in my mind's eye, we went from kind of a more of a routine procedure where we would just fuse C3 on to C4 through C7. I now had a procedure where I was having C2 fused all the way through to T2. Yeah. Oh, those, those T1s, those are below the C. So the C is your cervical spine. Yeah, this is all the great stuff I learned, you know, by being in the Army and breaking myself instead of paying attention in school like I should have. All right, so that, that cervical stuff, that's, that's all up in your neck. That, that T stuff, that's your what? Your thoracic spine. And then you, the next part's the L part, right? That's the lumbar spine, right? And then you get the, the uh, S part way down there. That's, I, I don't even remember what the S's are for. I, all I know is that those hurt me a lot. Uh, but at the end of the day, they had to fuse everything together. And in addition to that, they had to go in, they had to remove some bone spurs that were existing in my C4 and C5 regions that were pressing onto my spinal cord. And that apparently is, is not good either. So that Friday afternoon, I went, I went from what I would consider yeah, major surgery I would consider what I was about ready to do, major surgery, into what I consider massively major surgery. When we come back from the break, I'm going to tell you the good news that came out of all of this. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. What would you say to women out there, Kelly? If they're thinking about doing this, if they're sitting out there right now going, I'm trapped with a glass ceiling where I work. I know I can't go up any further. There's, there's no room there. What would you say to them about becoming their own boss? Well, you know, you can decide to stay where you're at and keep trying to crack that glass ceiling. But at the end of the day, in this environment, it is so easy you know, to be able to get out of that mold. People know me and they come up to me and they're very gracious and they don't 
look at me and say, oh, you're a woman, I'm not gonna invest with you, I'm gonna go over here. There's no real gender there. Are you ready to be a part of a world where there are no glass ceilings, no gender bias, no limits? Start like award-winning real estate investor Kelly did with the online workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Hey, welcome back to the show. So if you're just joining me, what I'm doing is I'm spilling my guts about my personal medical journey that I've been on for the past two weeks. See, normally, normally I'd be spending my time focused on helping you understand that there is a better path to where you're trying to get to in life than the path that you're following. And, and the path that I recommend is the path of retirement. I know for a fact that you can get to a place of retirement in five years or less. And it's, it's totally different than what everybody has been telling you your entire life. So for the past two weeks, I've been selfish. I've been, I've been working on myself. Because what I found out was what I thought was going to be kind of like just a, a routine medical procedure really turned into a, a massive overhaul of my spine. Yeah, so I, I'm, and I'm not going to gross you people out. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to tell you two things that I think are very important for you to understand. Number one, the medical technology exists to fix me. It does. The medical technology exists to fix me. My surgeon went into my spine and I'll tell you what, I, I, I pretty much feel like uh, I did 10 rounds with Mike Tyson. That's, that's kind of how my body is feeling. Even, even two weeks after the, the, the actual event, two weeks after the actual event, I still feel like I, I got the snot beat out of me because, well, in reality, it's, that's kind of what happens during surgery. Now, surgeons don't go in there and they, you know, they start taking jabs at you and stuff like that. No, no, no. They, they are as meticulous and as careful as they can possibly be. But keep in mind, surgery involves something called cutting. Yeah. So when your, your skin is cut, when your muscles are cut, when your tendons are cut, when the stuff that holds your spinal column together, when that gets cut, it all tends to hurt. It all tends to hurt. Yeah, so for the last two weeks, I really have just been, been battling something that I call pain management. Yeah, because I have not been doing a great job with pain management. I've been in, in terrible, terrible pain the last couple of t- weeks. And so as a result, I would have been no good to you. To be honest with you, I, I would have been absolutely zero good to you because I was just trying to get myself through what I was able to get myself through. Now, two weeks after the fact... I don't feel 100%. I don't feel 100%. My surgeon told me this is a three-month recovery minimum. Three-month recovery. And I just told you that I had the surgery two weeks ago, and here I am talking to you on the airways, right? So how do we do this? How do we do this? Do we, did we like magically record all these future shows like and, and pretend like we're, we're doing something in the future? Well, if you know anything about Lifestyles Unlimited... That, no, we didn't do that. We, we wouldn't. Even, first of all, it's too labor intensive. Why would we waste our time doing something dumb like that? We wouldn't. Here's what we did. Lifestyles Unlimited and the people that run 
Lifestyles Unlimited because we actually have members, Lifestyles Unlimited members that actually run the organization because it's a membership-based organization and, and the people that run the organization are the members themselves. It's, it's, it's really cool the way everything works out. You know, I let everybody know, hey, this is what's going on with my body. And I apologized up front for, you know, being such a, a broken wonder, but that's just who I am. And I'm going to need to have some surgery. So going, going into this thing, I really, I didn't think I'd need much more than a week off. I didn't because the, the first two surgeries, the way they were able to do those, they were able to go in through the front of my neck. They went in, yeah, literally at the base of my neck, they were able to go in there, do what they needed to do. And the, the, the surgery wasn't as intense because, well, a lot less cutting, a lot less things that the surgeon had to do, which would cause me back in pain. Does that make sense? Okay. Well, this particular version of the surgery that I actually had to have, we couldn't do it that way to get it done correctly. There's just no way. So, so literally they, 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 well, and I told you I was not going to I was not going to tell you things that might make your stomach go squeamish, so I'm not going to do that. But let's just put it this way. I have I have a very very long incision that starts somewhere around the back of my head and runs down past I don't know right around my shoulder blade somewhere somewhere in there. Okay? So the surgeon had to do a lot more cutting. There was a lot more damage that needed to be remedied. And he went in and he attacked every specific element of that, that surgical requirement flawlessly. He did a great job. He put Humpty Dumpty back together again. And as a result of that, as a result of the fact that I am in control of my own life, as a result of the fact that the shot callers at Lifestyles Unlimited, who, who to totally understood my situation, they were willing to give me as much time as I wanted. And if, if, if I wanted the full three months, I could have taken the full three months off. But that's not who I am. That, that's not who I am as a person. That's not who I, I trained myself to be when I became a member of the United States military. I'm a team player. I am all about getting back into the action. Yeah, as a matter of fact, the, the original injury that I told you about in the first segment, it was all about me getting back into the action because I was not going to malinger. And, and I was, in my opinion, I was not hurt enough that they needed to take me out on a stretcher. As a result, my, my responsibility was to get back into the fight. And that's why I'm talking to you today. I chose to be back in the fight with you today. I chose you over anything else. And when you become a member of Lifestyles Unlimited, you're going to meet a whole bunch of other people that are, that are going to choose you over some of the stuff that you're doing in life. Trust me, you will meet people like this in Lifestyles Unlimited. I'm, I'm not the only guy that cares about other people. No, I'm not. There's a ton of us. It's, it's a core principle of what we do at Lifestyles Unlimited. So I will tell you right now, this, this is probably not the best radio show I've ever done, nor will it ever be the best radio show 
that I've ever done because I'm, I'm still, I'm still battling with some of that pain. I am still battling with that pain, but here's the beauty of my life. Here's, here's the piece that I really want you to fully comprehend. I want you to understand that when I, when I stop talking to you on the radio, the rest of the day, it's all mine. It's all mine to do with what I choose to do. And what I will probably choose to do is I will probably choose to go lay down in bed because I don't have to wear this collar around my neck that keeps my, my neck from, from turning certain ways. And, and I'll probably take some more pain medication that will make me groggy. And I will probably doze off into a nap. And then I'll probably wake up and, you know, figure out where I'm at. And I'll probably doze off again. Yeah, that's, that's the way my, my day is going to be. Now, I will tell you this. If, if I were still in cubicle hell, remember, I told you I did a stint in cubicle hell. It was that time period between when I, I thought I had retired from the military, although I was not financially retired, physically retired. Yes. Financially retired. No. Had to go back into the workforce. Found myself in cubicle hell. Remember, I told you I, I had one of these surgeries while I was doing the cubicle hell thing, and it required me to take 30 days off from work. And I needed the 30 days off. And, and my doctors were very emphatic about it because they wanted me to rest because I was in a fairly stressful job. Let me just break down for you the difference in my life today. Even though I've just went through a, a massively radical surgery, this, is for, this has been the most difficult surgery that I have endured to date. And I've, I've Trust me, surgeons have, have had their opportunity working on this chassis because, well, when you spend 27 years in the Army, you tend to do things that, well, have an effect on your body, and those effects on your body, well, sometimes they translate into an opportunity for a surgeon to have the opportunity to repair you, okay? And that's, that's kind of what I've been going through the last two, two weeks. I've not been working on your financial freedom, like I would have preferred to have done. I've just been working on trying to keep myself focused and getting myself back to the lifestyle that I've actually created for myself. So check it out. When, when all this surgical stuff started coming up on the radar, okay, um, it started showing up 10 months ago, but I couldn't, I couldn't do anything about it because of the fact that I was taking blood thinners for another medical issue that I had to deal with. So I spent 10 months just kind of waiting out this, this, this problem that was, was going on in my neck. And to be honest with you, it might have been in my best interest for me not to have this repair done, say, 10 months ago when we identified it, because they may not have found all the secondary and, and, and third order effects that they found that needed to be remedied, which created me to undergo this, this surgery that I just went through, this seven and a half hour ordeal where they put Humpty Dumpty back together again. So check it out. My bosses today are a lot different than my bosses from when I worked for the city of San Antonio. See, I would then when I had that second surgery done, I was working for the city of San Antonio. I'm making no bones about it. I was doing economic development for them. I was busting my butt. I was giving them 110% effort all the time. That's just how I, I roll. That's how I do business. However, 
when I had that surgery done, I don't know, it was about 2016, and I was still working for the city of San Antonio, this is how they laid out my workman's compensation package for me, okay? Because I knew that I was going to have to take some time off. My surgeon had already told me he wanted me to take at least 30 days off, at least 30 days. And, and I was fine with that. And I was fine with that because the first time I had the, the surgery done, they, they basically did kind of a very similar procedure. They just worked on different vertebrae and it was the same thing. I want you taking 30 days off because I want you to recoup because you know, when you get back into your line of work, well, you're going to be back in your line of work. And, you know, once, once you're back there, you're back there. And anything that I, as a surgeon, can do for you to protect you at that point, well, it's all off the table. Because once, once you, you cross that line, you've crossed that line, right? Okay. So if I had gone to my employer with the, the current version of my, my medical treatment plan, they would have said, Okay, yeah, we'll give you we'll give you 30 days off. And then if I had gone back in with the updated plan, the plan that showed up literally the Friday afternoon before the the Monday surgery, okay? I would have had to tell them that my surgeon wants me to take 3 months off. For for the amount of work that was done for on this body, he recommends 3 months off minimum. Minimum, okay? Now, he also knows what I do for Lifestyles Unlimited, which is I produce some radio shows for Lifestyles Unlimited. And every once in a while, I get an opportunity to, to tell people like you that aren't members of Lifestyles Unlimited about what we are as Lifestyles Unlimited. We, we do something called a free workshop. And every once in a while, I get an opportunity to, to be the presenter on one of those. And it's, it's really a lot of fun because I get to show you how we go about buying real estate. It, it, it's all the introductory information that you need to get you started as a member. And then if it makes sense for you, you just become a member and then we, we give you the rest of the information. If it doesn't make sense for you, okay, well, then it just doesn't make sense for you. We're not going to try and convince you otherwise. Okay. My employer would have, would have most likely agreed to give me three months off. They would not have been happy about it, trust me. But they would have given me the three months off. But let me explain to you how the compensation worked back in the day. Now, I'm, I'm not, I am not quoting what the city of San Antonio does for workman's compensation for, for any of its employees currently right now that, that are non-firefighter uh, or non-police department. Okay, Because really, you have two kinds of employees. You have the, the uniform services, and then you have the civilians, the rest of us. Okay, I was under the civilian sector. Back in, in that time frame, when, when I did have to take workman's compensation, because I did have to take a month off, during the first week that I took off, they considered that, okay, they, they didn't touch my pay at all. They, they kept my pay going. It was like five days of additional leave for medical reasons that didn't count against my ordinary leave that I would take annually, right? Okay, so so it was like five days there of leave that didn't cost me anything. And my pay didn't change. My pay was at 100% of what it would normally would have been. But then I got into week two. Once I got into week two, 
The city of San Antonio determined that if, if my, my time off was going to be between, I believe it was between weeks two and weeks four. So in other words, weeks two, three, and four, if, if I were going to take those days off, they would grant me those, those days off. It wouldn't count against my annual leave. It counts counting against whatever sick leave I, I, I had accrued. But they would reduce my pay 20%. You heard me correctly. They'll reduce my pay 20%. Now, I guess in their mindset, they're, they're, they figure, well, I'm not producing anything for them. I'm costing them money. I should be happy to only have my pay reduced 20%. And, I prob- and they're probably thinking in the back of their mind, mind's eye, they're probably thinking, well, you know, he's saving money because he's, he's not having to drive to work and drive home from work. He's not spending money for lunch while he's at work. He's not spending money on whatever he spends money on while he's at work, you know where I'm going, right? I mean, this is kind of the, the mindset that management has. Okay, I got to the end of the, that, that fourth week and I was able to go back to work. So I was only, I only lost a little bit of my paycheck, but I did lose a portion of my paycheck. And I did have, have to plan around that because even though the city thought my salary should go down, the people that I was paying money to, well, <laughs> they expected their money. It was, it's as simple as that. It was as simple as that. Now, here's the one additional thing that I didn't tell you about because I went back to work after week four. If I had gotten into week five and beyond, they would have reduced my salary to 60% of what I had been making. So again, my bills and all of my expenses would not have changed. I may have saved a few dollars because of the fact I'm not physically going to the office. But I will tell you this, laying at home trying to recover from a major surgery and losing 40% of your income, that's difficult. And that would have been very, very difficult for me. Well, lucky for me, I found Lifestyles Unlimited in 2017. Yeah, five years ago, I found Lifestyles Unlimited and I became a member. And once I became a member, I started a journey changing the trajectory of my life away from what I had been doing, which was a failed retirement plan. And I focused it towards a retirement plan that became effective, very effective. You see, in 2019, I achieved something called retirement. What that means is that I had enough passive income coming in based on how I was investing my, my hard-earned money. I had enough passive income coming in that it meets or exceeds my cost of living. It's a beautiful thing. I achieved that in 2019. And I started working on the lifestyle I wanted for myself and my beautiful wife, Tina. And then the pandemic hit, so that kind of threw us, you know, threw us on the rails, if you will. And then I had a heart attack. And then I had, you know, the rest of my spine falling apart. Okay. But financially, I don't care. I don't care. If Now, let me get back to the Lifestyles Unlimited comparison, because I already told you about City of San Antonio, right? And I'm not picking on City of San Antonio, but they, they have their rules. They have their ways of doing business. They, they, it's a staffing function for the politicians that get elected. That's, that's what they do, okay? And, and I'm just glad I don't do any of that stuff anymore because it drove me bananas. So what do I do now? 
Well, I create these radio shows that help you understand there's a better way in life. And here's the other thing. I'm not worried about compensation. I am not worried about compensation for my radio shows. If I wanted to take three months off and not do radio at all, that'd be fine. But here's the thing. My life is not controlled by a job. My life is now controlled 100% by me. And I am willing to get back in the saddle to help you achieve the same kind of life that I've achieved myself. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.